title of the message is, You Are a Soldier of Christ. You are a soldier of Christ. You are different from what people think you are. If you're a child of God, surrender to Jesus Christ. You are a soldier in the spiritual realm, in the natural realm. You are a soldier of Jesus Christ. You know, most people, they have an agenda of what they're going to do with their lives, how they're going to run their days. But we, as soldiers of Christ, are under command of the commander of the hosts of heaven. We walk by a different mandate. We are citizens of heaven. We are part of an army directed by the Holy Spirit. You're not just simply a human being passing your time. You are a spiritual warrior. And the most, one of the most important things about a spiritual warrior is your character. Character, your heart. A soldier of Christ is to be like him in your heart, like Jesus Christ. That the fruit of the Spirit be manifest in your heart with all goodness and love and joy and peace and gentleness. Spiritual warriors look like Jesus. Hallelujah. You have Jesus indwelling your heart. You're surrendered to him. You're under his command. You're walking in the love of God. The way that fleshly people, normal sinful people, the way they do battle is through resentment, is through manipulation, is by stabbing people in the back. But we are soldiers of Jesus Christ. And we do battle in his character. We operate in him. In him we live and move and have our being. We are Christ-like. As he is, so we are, the Bible says. As he is, so we are. So that means there are people here, you've got a bit of pruning to do. Turn to your neighbor and say, do you have some pruning to do? As he is, so we are in this world. If you are as he is in this world, then what are the things that you're currently doing that there's no way Jesus would do? You are under the command of the general of heaven, Jesus Christ. So walk like he walked.
talked like he talked, loved people like he loved. Amen? Philippians 2.19, Paul's talking to the Philippians and he's sending them Timothy. And he says, I trust in the Lord Jesus to send Timothy to you shortly, that I also may be encouraged when I know your state. For I have no one like-minded who will sincerely care for your state. For all seek their own, not the things which are of Christ Jesus. But you know his proven character, that as a son with the Father, he served me in the gospel. Hallelujah. You know, uh, we have a team of people, and the most important thing about team is character, is discerning the heart of the person. And some people, they come on team, and it takes time to know their heart. What is it that really motivates them? They talk the talk, but their heart, what is it that really motivates them? Is it, we're going to take a bit of a world tour, see the world? Is there an idol there for pleasure? Or, I'm your servant, Lord. I'm your ambassador. I'm going forth with the gospel. I'm willing to endure hardship. This is not my tourism. This is service to the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Our heart. There are many who say, yes, I'll serve you, Lord. I'll serve you. There are many who say, I've got all these gifts. But do you love him with all your heart, mind, and strength? Is he number one? Is it really about the gospel? Is the gospel your priority? Or is there other priorities, idols? A soldier lives to please the master. That's it. To hear the master command him is everything. The greatest honor for a soldier of Christ is to say, yes, Lord. Obedience. Amen? To Timothy 2.3, Paul writes to Timothy and says, you therefore must endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No one engaged in warfare. Everyone say warfare. See, these meetings are warfare. They're warfare. We're casting out demons. We're taking back property that belongs to Jesus Christ from darkness. This is full-on warfare. People say, I've got a sore back, I've got this or this or this, and, and often it's simply a manifestation of darkness, generational curses. We prophesy. When we prophesy, we're doing warfare. 
No one engaged in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of this life. We're in the world, but we're not entangled with what the world does. We are free to serve the master. No one engaged in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of this life. There are some here today or watching on YouTube and you are entangled. You're like the man who came to Jesus and said, my brother needs to share the inheritance with me. And Jesus said, who made me judge over you? He's entangled. Money, money. I want my inheritance. He's entangled. Some of you are entangled with the affairs of this life. You know, when you're traveling around, almost every week there are event issues. Event issues. Things that go wrong. It could be accommodation or the venue or something, you know, like you're supposed to be going somewhere one week before the, the venue gets cancelled. And you're like, we've got all these people coming and we've got no venue. You have to keep your heart from being entangled in stuff of this world because you have been enlisted to serve the master. So we, don't, we avoid getting entangled in arguments, in discussions, in resentment, unforgiveness. We say, God bless you. We love you. We've got a new venue now. We're moving on. Amen? Some of you, you're entangled in stuff. And your mind says, I have a right to be entangled in this stuff. You have no right to get entangled in anything in this life except under the mandate of Jesus Christ. When you're under his command, you do as he says. You go where he goes. You do the assignments he says. And the things that are time wasters, you say, okay, I'm going to love, forgive, let it go. He wronged me. He did the wrong thing. He should have done that. He doesn't fulfill my expectations. But I forgive because I'm focused on Jesus Christ. I'm focused on the gospel. I have a mandate in life. You're not going to steal it from me, Satan. I'm a soldier. I'm a soldier. I'm serving the commander. I'm under his authority. Satan will use circumstances to try to bring you out from his authority to get you entangled in other stuff. No one engaged in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of this life that he may please him who enlisted him as a soldier. You look back on your day and you think, did all that carry on please my master? Did he want me to be doing that? Did he want me to get offended with my family member, with this person, with the neighbour, whatever? Cast all your burdens on him, for he cares about you. Praise God. The flesh... When it gets provoked, it wants to get involved. And then when the flesh gets involved, it's never ending. You know, it's like someone who says, well, 
they did the wrong thing, I'm going to take them to court. And then they find that they end up with a huge legal bill and it's all worse than at the beginning. They should have just forgiven and forgotten. Hallelujah. Turn to your neighbor and say, forgive, forget, and move on. So, in this warfare, Satan attacks, the primary way he attacks the soldier is temptation. Adam and Eve, how did he cause them to fall out of fellowship with God? Piece of fruit. How did Satan try to tempt Jesus? Turn these stones into bread. How did David fall under God's judgment? He lusted after a woman, Bathsheba, committed adultery, caused a huge mess in his kingdom. Satan's strategy against soldiers is simple. Tempt the flesh. Tempt the flesh. The flesh is often the weak place. Paul says, Therefore, brethren, this is Romans 8.12, we are debtors not to the flesh to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit, Holy Spirit, you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God. By the Holy Spirit, you've got to kill the flesh. By the Holy Spirit, you've got to die to that stuff. Now, we're soldiers of Christ. We need to arm ourselves. There are many different weapons. The most, I believe one of the most important weapons as a soldier is the Word of God. The Word of God will strengthen you in the battle. The Psalms, most of which were written by David, when he was having a terrible time, the enemy and everything, Saul was chasing him. My enemies persecute me, but I will meditate in your word. As soldiers, we gain our strength. We gain refreshment by meditating in the word of God. Problems and difficulties are meant by Satan to distract you from eating and drinking the word of God. You need nourishment as a soldier of Christ. You need spiritual strength. Amen? When Elijah was threatened by Jezebel, he felt exhausted. He needed spiritual strength, and he was fed bread. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. He was fed bread by angels, and on that bread, he traveled 40 days and 40 nights. Hallelujah. In the battle, don't starve yourself. The battle. A man comes to a meeting on this tour and he didn't experience his, his healing, okay? 
So instead of pressing into God, pressing into the word, he allowed the devil to bring discouragement. He goes home and watches porn after the meeting. We need to strengthen ourselves in the word of God, in the battle. Amen. Acts 20, verse 32. So now, brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace. Hallelujah. You know, there's so much use of the word grace and that people don't understand what it means anymore. The word of his grace. Grace will heal you. Grace will prosper you. Grace will deliver you. Grace will take you to a completely different place. The word of his grace. Grace will save you from sin. Grace will set you on high. Grace is God's power to the powerless. You're sick. You can't do anything about it. You need grace. You're tormented. You've got voices, schizophrenia. You can't do anything about it. You need the word of his grace. I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance amongst all those who are sanctified. This book will build you up. Turn to your neighbor and say, you need the book to build you up. Let me explain. Someone's got a demon on their mouth. They start yelling at you and screaming at you and saying all sorts of things, or they're texting you, and you are the subject of demonic attack. Our, our battle is not against flesh and blood. And you feel pulverized by all this. And then you go to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up in the battle. Don't starve yourself. You need the word. Praise God. Ephesians 4.29, let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but what is good for necessary edification, that it may impart grace to the hearers. Wow. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You meditate on the word, and then the word comes out. Comes out. You are a soldier of Christ. Let no corrupt word come out of your mouth. Speak the word of grace. I speak to you, be healed. I speak to you, be de delivered. I speak the word of the gospel to you. Amen. I speak a word of encouragement, comfort, and life, and peace. Hallelujah. I was on the phone to a pastor. I hadn't spoke to him for about 11 years just recently. I was talking to this man, and he said, my wife died. Someone else died. My elder died. My church closed. Just, he said, death, death, death. And I said, life, life, life. The power of God came on him on the phone. He began to weep as the Holy Spirit fell upon him. You can give a word of grace, of edification. Amen. Who are you? A soldier of Christ. Your mouth is a weapon. The word of God 
believe it in your heart, confess it with your mouth, proclaim it, declare it. You can bring a word of grace. You're sitting with people, oh, they're talking about all their problems, their difficulties and so on, and the Holy Spirit comes on you because you're waiting on him and you give a word of grace, a word of hope, a word of faith. Hallelujah. Don't waste your time just sipping tea, all you wonderful British people. Amen. You're a soldier sipping tea. Hallelujah. Speak the word of grace. The person's drinking their tea and they start shaking under the power of God. Tea goes everywhere. They baptize themselves in tea. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. You know, the word is different from any other word. Jeremiah 23, 28. What is the chaff? What, what is chaff? Chaff is, how's the weather today? What is the chaff to the wheat, says the Lord? Is not my word like a fire, says the Lord, and like a hammer that breaks the rock in pieces? Amen. Praise God. We all need a word from the Lord. Open the word and you'll have a visit with Jesus Christ. Praise God. He'll speak to you. You can be filled with the Holy Spirit every day by reading the book. Praise God. The Word is inseparable from the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit does nothing without the Word. In warfare, it's the Holy Spirit who sends the Word. You with me? Psalm 107.20. He sent his Word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. This is your weapon it's a sword of the Spirit. You need the weapon, and it's operated by the Holy Spirit. You can't operate this word in the flesh, in the natural. There are many preachers who preach the Bible, but it's not being used as a tool of the Holy Spirit in their mouth. We are soldiers of Christ. This must become a tool of the Holy Spirit and not just words. Hallelujah. That means you, as a soldier of Christ, have to go deeper. Turn to your neighbor and say, go deeper in the word. You're not reading this to primarily to read the genealogies, I'm reading through all the genealogies at the moment in First, Second Chronicles. You're not reading this primarily to gain history and you're reading this so that you might eat it. You might receive grace from it. You know, this word, he is ready to perform it. If he gives the word, he's ready to perform it. Then the Lord said to me, you have seen well, for I am ready to perform my word. He's not ready to perform your word. Amen. He's not ready to perform your fleshly human desires. He's ready to perform his word. Amen. 
And his word never changes. If you are going through a valley of the shadow of death or whatever valley it is, a valley of failure and destruction, his word has not changed when you are on the mountain of praise and testimony. His word never changes. That's why you need it as a soldier. Whether you're on the tops or in the, in the valley, his word, it's the same. Believe it, take it, receive it in your heart. The word is the source of faith, okay? The word is the source of faith. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You've got to mix and turn over and over again the word in your heart, mixing it with faith so that when it comes out of your mouth, you believe it. Praise God. The word is the eye lens through which God sees you. The word is the eye lens through which God sees you. He sees you in no other way than through the word of God. If you are a sinner not believing in Jesus Christ, he sees you in your sin in need of grace. If you are sick and you've been telling yourself, I'll never be healed, he still sees you through the word of God, it is finished. If you are tormented by demons being raped by a spirit spouse, he still sees you through the blood of Jesus Christ. He doesn't look at you any other way than through the word of God. So also his soldiers should so abide in the word of God that what they see, they see through the lens of the word of God. When you look at other people, you're seeing them through the promises of God. You need the word. A soldier without the word is blind and deaf. Is blind and deaf. Blind, doesn't know where the attack's coming from, and deaf. The word of God is the voice of God. It's the sight of God. It's the light of God. Amen. Hebrews 4.12, for the word of God is living. It's not just a book. It's alive. It's living and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. What can it pierce? Piercing even division of soul and spirit. Can you divide the soul and spirit? Can any, any psychiatrist, can any pastor divide the soul and the spirit, it divides in the invisible spiritual places. What man cannot even see with a scan, it discerns. Joints and marrow, it, it goes straight for that cancer, straight for that heart disease, straight to that endometriosis, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. That's why when you meditate on this book, when you read this book, it's reading you. It's discerning your heart, your thoughts. It's reading you. It's alive and well. His name is Jesus. And there is no creature hidden from his sight. Whose sight? The word of God, living and powerful 
is looking at you. You can't hide. Turn to your neighbor and say, you can't hide. But all things are naked and open to the eyes of him to whom we must give account. As soldiers in the battle, quote the word, use the word. It's your weapon. When I was so sick with cancer, last stages of cancer, that I had trouble standing up, getting up out of a chair. In the last stages of cancer, the cancer consumes so much of your glucose that you have no energy. It's just consuming everything. And the Lord gave me a scripture. He gives me strength in the battle. I must have said it hundreds of times. He gives me strength in the battle. 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 And he gave me strength in the battle. Hallelujah. You've got to work the word in your heart when you're going through a battle. You've got no money. You're jobless. We had a testimony last night. Someone who was homeless. No job. You know, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Jireh, my provider, my provider. You know, it's the Holy Spirit who gives you the word and then you work it, you work it, you work it in your heart. You're a soldier. Don't go and watch porn or watch television because you're troubled. Get into the word. Amen. Praise God. You learning something? Amen. Praise God. In the battle, take strength in the word. In the battle, deeply meditate in the word in the battle meditate with faith on the word believing the word choosing to believe in the word rather than choosing to believe the natural sense your response to the word is praise and gratefulness are you do you delight in the word are you grateful to god for the word it should be the love of your heart in the word are all the treasures of God. Praise God. Finally, you will be prospered in the word. Let me read this to you from 1 Chronicles 22, 11. Now, my son, may the Lord be with you and may you prosper. God doesn't intend for soldiers to fail in the battle. He wants you to prosper. Turn to your neighbor and say, he wants you to prosper. And may you prosper and build the house of the Lord your God as he has said to you. Only may the Lord give you wisdom and understanding and give you charge concerning Israel that you may keep the law of the Lord your God. Then you will prosper. You see, when you obey Jesus Christ through his word, okay, there's divine prosperity and blessing. You will have good success. Not success, good success. God only is good. Success from heaven will come upon you. He will prosper your life. I prophesied, I'm telling you, if you will obey his word, he will prosper your life. Because the consequence of sin is all these problems. But in righteousness, there's good success. Then you will prosper if you take care to fulfill the statutes and judgments which the Lord has charged Moses concerning Israel. Be strong and of good courage. Do not fear nor be dismayed. 
in the battle, never be afraid of the enemy, because greater is he that is within us than he that is in the world. Amen. Praise God. Me.